0: Welcome to Dominion Podcast number one. I'm your host, Jeremy Boyd. And I'm Alex Klusterman. And uh, this is our maiden voyage, you could say. (laughs) So this uh, is going to be a bit of an introduction. Just talk about why we wanted to do Dominion Podcast, what's motivating us, Mm -hmm. you know, other than... uh making millions of dollars and I mean, there's being that. famous and a huge Spotify deal yeah. at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> be- because they're real I could tell that they're itching to get more Christians on that platform. Oh, there's a huge, huge vacancy of <laughs> Christians on there. That might be for a very different reason though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so as we think about this, what are we talking about when we mean dominion? I mean, I, the first thing that comes to mind to me is we go to Psalm 72, yeah, and we're Canadians, so this is actually on our uh, Canadian coat of arms. Yep. Uh, verse 8 and 11, we read this, uh, Psalm six, uh, 72, May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May mm-hmm. all kings fall down before him. Now, of course, that's talking about Doug Ford, right? <laughs> that's him. Yeah, he no, shall have dominion.
1: Yeah, no. Immediately, it's the king of Israel, but but more broadly speaking, uh, fulfilled in Christ. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, we've been talking about this podcast, talking about ideas surrounding this podcast for a long time, and we finally launched. And uh, the idea of dominion is not just a Canadian concept; it is a biblical theme it is a foundational biblical theme and uh to to not grasp um the theme of dominion is to fail to understand really god's purposes in the world and god's purposes for us in the world mm. and so a couple of years ago when i started to uh just you know maybe five or six years ago learned a lot more about god's bigger plans god's bigger purposes um uh, this theme of dominion kept coming up over and over and over, and and it essentially it means to rule. That's what it means. Mm-hmm. It means to rule, and we see in scripture we can look at today that God's purpose in this world is that He would rule in this world. And I think growing up, uh, you know, in our Canadian context, um, it's easy to feel like, well, Jesus wants to rule. You know, a little portion of my heart, a private portion of my heart is where he wants to rule. Or on Sundays on a Wednesday Sunday, yeah. yeah, within the church, Jesus rules. But outside of that, he has no real interest. We want to bring people into that, of course. Uh, we want people to submit to his rule. We want them to come into the church and grow churches. But uh, when you read the Bible, all that is true. But we realize that God's greater purpose is that he would rule from sea to sea, that mm-hmm. he would... Um, his His dominion would extend to the far reaches not only of the earth but the entire cosmos mm-hmm. and and in fact, uh the purpose of his people, the redeemed is um well, what we see in creation and again in redemption is that they would live under his rule and rule over creation in his name mm-hmm. and uh so we could talk about that, but basically we want to go anywhere in 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 our lives uh every area of our life and talk about what does it mean to live under the rule of christ what does it mean to live under the rule of christ as a husband as a dad as an employee as an employer as a church member as a citizen um in our recreation you know in the arts in the endeavors that we give ourselves to what does it what does it look like for the reign of christ to extend there and to live under it and uh yeah, so we hope we hope this will be an encouragement to people. We hope it'll be um, edifying for
0: people, and and uh,
1: and even enjoyable.
0: <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, well that's, <laughs> hopefully we're not duller than a wet blanket. But uh, <laughs> now this is good because there's uh, there's so much about this topic that has just not been taught. Yeah, you know, growing up in in the church, I, I understand what you're saying. It's like yeah, God is the Lord of your heart and he wants He wants to rule inside of you. Mm-hmm. But how does that work out? I mean, you're talking about jobs and being a boss and yeah. art and all of these other things. Like, oh, those are separate spheres on their yeah. own. Yeah, Those those have their own guiding principles and their yeah. own rules. My faith has nothing to do with those things. It only has to do with how I get out of hell and how I get saved. Right? Yeah. But this is where we need to confront that idea and say, well, let's God's purposes are re- redemptive for yeah. the entire cosmos.
1: Yeah, and we build up these walls around each sphere, right? That this, that there could be no communication and no interaction. And the way I am as an employer is not the same as a father is not the same mm-hmm. as a church member an attendee on the Sunday morning. But uh, the the Bible just you know eradicates those false uh, the walls that we set up. Um, it maintains individual spheres, you know, that the way I relate to people as a father and as a husband, as an employee, an employer, as a pastor, as a citizen, is, is different, and God has different roles and purposes, different responsibilities um, for those different different roles, absolutely, and different authority uh, within them. But all of it is under the reign of Christ. Right. And, and you know, if if we want to understand this, part of where we... Go wrong as we we get the beginning of the story wrong in Genesis, mm-hmm. and a lot of Christians think that Genesis is just about you know um, the the creation evolution debate, and right. of course there are enormous implications to to what you think about that. But the, we need to get the beginning right because Genesis sets the entire trajectory for the rest of the Bible. I mean, right. if you get Genesis wrong, or if you miss what's going on there, you miss. Um, not only God's purposes for humanity, you miss the identity of Jesus. Right. Because Jesus is the last Adam. Mm-hmm. He fulfills all that Adam was to be and do. Jesus does all of that and then dies in the place of all of Adam's race who didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And what he does in redemption is he doesn't just do away with those purposes. Is he actually restores them. That now in Christ, God's purposes for humanity are going to be fulfilled. He's given us a mission. He's given us a vocation, a job, a duty, responsibilities in this life. And uh, we are to carry those out with joy and with faith and in worship and obedience. And a lot of Christians just don't have a whole life theology. Mm-hmm. You know, they have yeah. come to church and be a good family member at best. But like, what if all of our existence you know, is subject to Christ? What if you know, as Abraham Kuyper said, there's not one square inch over all of creation which cries to his Lord over all does not cry mine. Like, yeah. what are the implications of that?
0: I think this is where people get scared because they see the implication for that. And, and that's, you know, especially in the world we're living in, and I don't know how different it is from other times in history, but the world's pretty depraved right now. And so you're thinking, well, if. Christ is Lord of all of my life. That means I'm going to have to stand against this. Yeah. I can't just huddle in a corner and read my Bible every morning and think I'm good. But, you know, people get scared of, uh, you know, big words like theonomy or reconstructionism or things like that. And um, they say, well, the purpose of the gospel isn't to, you know, elect a Christian prime minister or Mm -hmm. to elect a Christian MPP. Mm -hmm. But we would say, No, but the purpose of the gospel is to affect the world around us. It's just by nature, it's going to, right? Yeah. Uh, That's the way God made the world. Yeah. When you live according to his principles, good Mm -hmm. things happen. Yeah, God— That's not magic.
1: Yeah, God God (laughs) is redeeming the world in and through Jesus Christ. Right. And he's not doing that by way of politics. He's not doing that by way of activism. He's not doing that by way of ethics and uh, uh, social justice, so to speak, but he's—but as he redeems the world in Jesus Christ, that is, Jesus Christ dies in our place for our sins, he rises victorious, he ascends to the right hand of the Father where he's ruling and reigning, and he has commissioned his church to make disciples in his name, teaching them to obey all that he's commanded. Mm-hmm. And as we actually follow the risen King and the risen Lord, that does impact things. So it's kind of besides the point. It's like, no, we're our goal as Christians isn't to get a Christian king, so to speak. We we have a Christian king. That's that's we have a we have a Christ, the yeah. Messiah, and that's Jesus. But um, as Christians, we need to know, like, well, how should I live as a Christian father? How should I live as a church member? But how should I live as a Christian, you know, janitor? As a Christian yeah. electrician? How should I live as a Christian who needs to care for my neighbor and love them? Mm-hmm. And I think in Canada, in particular, we've been able to. Uh, we've believed this idea of compartmentalization because it's kind of worked. Like, you can kind of be a Christian and go to your job and have your entertainment and have your worship and just mm-hmm. be left alone. And and you could feel like, yeah, like these these don't really have much to do with one another. And
0: Right. It's kind of like the kid that grows up in an affluent family, never had to work for money, just assumes there's always going to be money there. Yeah. There's always going to be resources. Yeah. Well, we've grown up in the... In the vestiges of a Christian culture, yeah. something that was largely established based on biblical principles. Yeah. Well, that's not true anymore, and yeah. so, you know, uh, I forget who said it, but uh, our culture is cut flowers in a vase. You know, it looks right. great, but we're dying. Yeah. And soon, that life is going to be gone completely. So, we're, what, that's what we're feeling now is this absence um, of the application of the of the Christian world. That's why it's worked up till now is because. You know, laws were basically based on decent principles, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're yeah. seeing more and more that's not the case.
1: Yeah, and so as Christians, again, we want to go back to the Word of God. Like, this is the foundation of everything we do. And when we go back to the Word, we, we read in Genesis 1, this word dominion is right at the beginning of God's plans and purposes. In Genesis one twenty six to 28, the creation of mankind, let us make man in our image, God said. Uh, after our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth. And he goes on to say, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over every living thing that moves on to the earth. Hmm. So God creates mankind, but immediately he says, let them have dominion. And if we look what it means to be created in the image and likeness of God, I mean, it means multiple—there are many implications to this, but uh, in the least, it means to be—to have a familial relationship Mm -hmm. with God as a father, uh, to live as his sons and daughters, uh, and to be vice-regents or rulers over creation in his name, not ultimate rulers. That was the fall. That was sin. I'm going to govern. I'm going to rule. I'm going to determine right and wrong for myself. Human autonomy. The highest you know, virtue today is actually the cause of all our misery. Not above God, but under God, under his word, as priests in a garden temple, uh, living obedience to him as his children, offering up our worship, we are to reflect his rule to the world. Mm-hmm. And today, people freak out of that because when you hear rule and dominion and authority, people hear tyranny, yeah. authoritarianism, abuse. But the, the irony is we live in an age that on the one hand rejects and resists authority, doesn't like dads, doesn't like bosses, doesn't like government on the other hand, and yet loves authority and, yeah. and, and, and loves to have authority loves to over have people. Authority. Loves to have authority, yeah. just not submit to righteous authority. Yeah. And so this idea of dominion is, to sum it up, humanity is given a mandate, mm-hmm. is given a mission, it's given a purpose, Every creature was created to live under the rule of God and to exercise that rule to creation. And the scriptures tell us what that's to look like, and mm-hmm. the law is given to kind of flesh out how that looks like. And um, for, for Christians, under the new covenant, we are still under the law of love, under the law of Christ, and we are still to embody as the new humanity um, what it looks like to live under Christ's rule to live under his preeminence, and to reflect that to the world hasn't changed. No. And a lot of Christians just don't understand that. So we need to to go back to Genesis 1 and we say, what is the purpose for humanity? Where have we failed? And that's where the gospel comes in. Well, Christ came to redeem, Christ Mm -hmm. came to forgive, Christ came to save, but he came to restore as well. And in him, we are being um, formed in his image now not the image of Adam. Yeah. In the image of Jesus Christ, he is the last Adam. Mm-hmm. He is the one who did everything the humanity was meant to do and was all the humanity was meant to be. And he is uh he is building a new creation.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of uh Christians even would uh, would buck against this idea though that Earthly governments are subject to the rule of Christ and his law. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, the world doesn't believe that. Yeah. Um, They, you know, they believe that the highest authority is the government, Mm -hmm. right? But as we just read in Genesis, the dominion that we have as humans, as his vice regents, is delegated. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our authority is, not does not come from ourselves. It comes yeah. from somewhere else. And that's true of every single authority in the world. It's limited and defined. And delegated. Yeah. And like, it doesn't, uh, you know, the, the king is king because of the law. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not above the law. He is made the king because of the law. Yeah. And so this, this is something that's going to be, uh, I'm sure we're going to be talking about a lot, especially with the cultural moment we're in mm-hmm. right now, is mm-hmm. what does the government have the right to do? And yeah. why? Why or why not? Yeah. Why can't they tell us what we have to wear or how many people can come into our house?
1: Yeah. Well, and and going back to the, to the dominion theme, it's interesting that you know the psalmist reflecting on creation says in Psalm eight, uh, "You have given him dominion over the works of your hands," and he's talking about immediately the son of man, mankind. Do you care for him? But this is picked up in Hebrews 2 verse 7 to 8 to find its fulfillment in Christ. This mm-hmm. isn't just about now creation and humanity, but ultimately this is this mandate, this dominion is fulfilled in Christ and it says um you have made him a little lower than the angels, you have crowned him with glory and honor, again the mm-hmm. royal theme, putting everything in subjection under his feet mm-hmm. everything every ruler every person everything in the world is subject <laughs> to Christ um and yet he goes and he left nothing outside his control <laughs> and this is the offensive claim of the gospel and it's that it's not just Jesus is lord of my heart and maybe i could convince you to join the team it's that Jesus Christ is lord over everything mm-hmm. as it says in colossians he died and rose that he might have Preeminence, Or as Paul says in Ephesians 1, he has uh, been seated at the right hand of the heavenly f- places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. Mm-hmm. So like all of the authority, all of the rule, all of the power, even all legitimate authority that God delegates is all subject to Christ. Yeah. Every dad, every husband, every teacher, every employer, every king, every governor, every health official, they are all subject to Christ. Now, you're like, well, obviously that's not the case, and he anticipates that. Uh, currently, we don't see everything subject to him. At present, we do not yet see everything in subject to him, but that doesn't mean that it ought to not to be,
0: yeah, let's I mean, if we put this in practical terms, what would we say about a pastor who did not live according to the guidelines set forth in scripture as to how a pastor should act or be qualified or those type of things? We wouldn't say that abrogates the fact that he's actually under Christs yeah, authority, yeah, we would say yeah. that they're just they're just ignoring it, yeah, they're being disobedient. So we would say the same thing about governments and health officials and anyone else in a place of authority that would misuse their authority. Mm-hmm. That doesn't negate the fact that they are under God's authority. No.
1: And this is this is the, the most basic and fundamental confession of the early church, which we read in Scripture, mm-hmm. is Christ is
0: Lord. It's also the most offensive.
1: It is the most yeah. offensive, and this is what brought them into conflict with Rome, with the dominant empire. So people say, well, it's, you know, Christ... And Christ carries with it as Messiah, that's a Messiah is the one who dies for the sins of the people. So we're not we're not just talking about king and not Savior. We're talking about the king who was one of the people but who represents the people, Isaiah 53 who dies in the place of the people. that's what the Messiah this is the whole Old Testament theology is loaded in this word, Christ and he is the one who makes atonement for sins, all these ideas. but that suffering servant, is Lord and in the cultural context Caesar is Lord. This was on the this was on the coins. Mm-hmm. Christ is Lord is a shot across the bow. Not to live in absolute defiance of legitimate human authority by all means. Romans 13, 1 Peter 2, the life first of everyone apparently these yeah. days, taken out of context, we are called to uphold God ordained authority as, as God's righteous servant. But don't miss it. Christ is Lord is a shot across the bow. It is to say that Caesar is not. People say, well, render to Caesar what Caesar. But yes, yep. what's the next part of that? But to God, what is God's? Jesus didn't just... Jesus. What Jesus wasn't doing, it wasn't saying Caesar can have anything he wants. No. He's saying... He actually is putting a limit. Yeah. He is limiting his authority. He's saying, sure, he can have your coins. Some things belong to him. He can't have your image. Yeah. Right? Whose image is on the coin? Well, Caesar, yeah. sure. But whose image is on you? Mm-hmm. Well, God's image is on you, and therefore your ultimate allegiance is to him. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of Christians just feel as though are offended by this the way that the world is. Yeah. And it's like, this is what it means to be a Christian. We have a new Ruler. No, yeah. not one, as you said, abrogates all legitimate authority or rule. Christians ought to be the best family men, churchmen, employees. citizens, employees, of course, the most respectful people. But the fact remains that Jesus Christ died and rose, that he might have preeminence, and that all things have been subject to him, and that he is Lord over every yeah. single authority. And we need to mm-hmm. grasp this so we can just start living this raises a million questions. Yeah. Like this isn't an an easy thing.
0: No, and I can remember when I first started hearing talk like this, started hearing uh, you know, you read Schaefer or some of the guys that were talking about this yeah. earlier on in in the la, or later on in the last century. I I was pretty jarred. I thought, well, this is some pretty radical fringe stuff. Yeah. But this is actually just what the Christians have believed and the Jews have believed ever yeah. since the beginning. I mean, it,
1: it's just Christianity 101 yeah. and what what we're realizing is you know, Canadians, because we, we want to talk to Canadians. That's one thing with this podcast. There's so many American podcasts, and we want to talk to the people in our churches, in our city, in our context. Canadians have a totally idolatrous view on the large mm-hmm. with politics, and um, either a very, you know, just compliant to the point of idolatry, or just retreating altogether and, and having a compartmentalized view yeah. of reality. Um but it feels wrong to say that Christ might have a claim over someone else, mm-hmm. and and it's not because the Bible finds that wrong. It's because we find that wrong and offensive. That doesn't fit with a pluralistic culture. That doesn't fit with a relativistic culture. It mm-hmm. it, it actually goes against that, and it always has. You know, yeah. cr- Christians were not persecuted for saying God loves you. The Romans would let you worship whatever God you wanted to worship. You You can
0: worship the unnamed God. You could work. Yeah, we'll even put one up
1: for the unnamed God. Do what you want. We will add them to our pantheon. As long as you also worship this God. As long as you sprinkle your incense in the fire and pour out your libation in worship of Caesar. Just do that. And we read the early church, we read in the early church, you know, Pliny writing, being like, what are these stupid, obstinate Christians? Why won't they just do this?
0: Yeah, it's such a little thing.
1: It's just such it's... a little thing, Well, w- because Christ yeah. is Lord. And so that is the offense. It remains the offense. But we're not just trying to be offensive. We're trying to be helpful. No. And more importantly, it remains our mandate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the it hasn't really changed. I mean, it's not like we've entered the new covenant, and now all of a sudden... Uh Christ's rule is only over his people. No. Um his rule has been extended. It has been extended.
1: It's it's actually Christians feel that his reign is lessened, but it's actually increased. Mm-hmm. And uh and and we need to learn, and the goal of this podcast is to help us learn what it means to live under the reign of Christ and to rule over creation in his name. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're gonna look at in every sphere. Maybe we could start talking about some of the things we want to discuss. You know, one of the things we talked about is we want to talk about something true. We want to talk about something good. We want to talk about something beautiful. We're not just reacting against, we're not just another raging against podcast. So here we've done, you know, what is true? Well, Christ is Lord. He he has given dominion over all things. And people who follow him in his name are to reflect that rule to creation. Um, we want to talk about something good. So that could be a book review. What's a good book we're reading? What's something that's helpful? What's something that's practical? What's something that expands our categories? And we want to talk about what's beautiful. We want to talk about the arts. We want to talk about what's a, what's a beautiful piece of music um, that encourage and inspire people. As Paul says in Philippians, um, whatever is good, whatever is beautiful, you know, focus on these things. And uh, yeah, so we want to be nourishing people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to be equipping people and encouraging people and strengthening people to live under and to rule over.
0: Well, we're really looking forward to continuing on next time and and uh, getting these discussions going further. It's been uh, great being with you. Uh, signing off, I'm Jeremy Boyd, uh, Beta Host. and <laughs> Alex Kluscherman, <with> the-, <laughs> the
1: Alpha Host. Alpha Host.
0: All right, we'll see you next time on Dominion Podcast.